Hello, welcome to the Six Minute States. My name is Helen Bowditch and with me is my colleague Mark Ozier. We've just finished day two of the government work plan and today we had six amendments. Only two of them were successful. The first one of the morning was the Nice Drugs Amendment and this one was successful. It was led by Deputy Peter Roffey and we heard some very strong speeches about why... Guernsey patients should be entitled to the same medicines and treatments that are available in the NHS to, to UK patients. There had been resistance to this idea. The uh, government work plan had suggested that this, the uh, phase two of the drugs should be delayed. Now, everyone who spoke in the debate was, was, was very clear that they, they really wanted to see the nice drugs. There, certainly there was no one who was against it. But some deputies felt that they'd, they'd seen the numbers, they'd seen the, the figures, they knew what the data was. And if there was a suggestion of, well, we can either have these nice drugs or we can, uh, we can do more hip and knee operations, then maybe the hip and knee operations uh, should get the priority. But anyway, that amendment was was won by 21 votes to 17. So that was a success for Deputy Roffey. And then you were up next, Mark, because you listened in on CCTV cameras. That's right. And as I said yesterday, um, there was some talk about this because the uh, current CCTV system, I believe only really in St Peterport, but I believe there are others elsewhere, but we were really talking about town, um, is in danger of collapse, according to uh, Home Affairs President Deputy Rob Prow. And um, he wanted to make sure that the project to replace the system didn't get kicked too far down the road. Now, it is actually being called a pipeline project, which means it's actually something that's going to be started being looked at this term. The actual work may not be done until next, but the way things stood the pipeline that it was in was further down the road than the one that it is now. Uh, And uh, similar with the nice drugs, nobody was against any change being made to it. Um, Everybody could see the the benefits of it. There was a couple of members who spoke um, about their own experiences and what they'd heard. Uh, Deputy Steve Fuller mentioned how he'd attended the the vigil, the women's vigil, following the murder of Sarah Everard, and how a lot of women there had spoken about how they felt afraid to walk in St Peterport alone at night and one or two had actually been quite seriously assaulted. So clearly there's a move to have a better camera system set up. There's some good technology around. No prices yet. We've no idea. Deputy Proud made it quite clear that it's probably going to cost a fair chunk of change at the end of the day. But of course Home Affairs will come back with all the details once they've uh, had the chance to look into it, which one would hope would be that they start doing that by the end of this term. So... That was good news. That went through. Didn't even get a recorded vote. Nobody voted against it. So I think out of all of the amendments, that has been the most successful. But I believe then you had another amendment, had, which was a bit more complicated. Yeah, I had one. an unsuccessful amendment. So this mm. was from Deputy Sasha Kazantseva-Miller. She wanted to delay the borrowing of £200 million just for uh, a couple of months to allow the tax review to come back in September. And um, The word tax came up a, a lot today, didn't it? Now, um, she, the expression that was used a lot was, you know, we must live beyond our means we could we could be saddling our children with with all this debt she uh, she got pretty short shrift though from deputy mark hellier the treasury lead on pnr he said that um you know that the, the rates are really good right now so we should be uh, borrowing this money now don't delay this and uh it, and uh, it, you know she was beaten quite sort of comprehensively uh, the vote on that one was uh 27 to 9 and then you had an exciting amendment about a 
a possible power grab. Yes, well, that was... Um, in fact, the only person who spoke about it being a possible power grab was the President of Policy and Resources, Peter, Deputy Peter Fairbrush, who said, it's not a power grab. What this was, it was two amendments which were both taken at the same time, one of which was about... Um, well, both referred to delegating authority to Policy and Resources to do things. The first was for them to go away and to talk about alternative means of... Um, funding projects, such as by using um, what they call public-private partnerships. Um, now, Deputy uh, Gavin St. Pierre and Deputy Yvonne Burford didn't like the idea of them being delegated authority to do that. They wanted them to come back to the states to talk about these possibilities of these alternative funding arrangements. Um, that amendment was fairly minor by comparison to the other one, and it got rejected. The other amendment is perhaps the most significant one because. Under the propositions as they stand, policy and resources want the ability to be able to spend up to £568 million on capital projects that they've listed without having to ask permission from the states. Currently, they're allowed to spend up to £5 million. So that's a fair difference in the amount of money they want to spend on it. Deputy St Pierre and Burford again wanted to see that limited. They didn't want PNR to be able to give them this, this carte blanche if you like to spend so much. They wanted to limit that to £10 million. That's still a lot more than what they've got at the moment, but of course nothing like what they're looking at. Um, and that amendment failed. So as things stand, unless tomorrow we see a vault fast and members decide that PNR can stick to just £5 million, at the end of the day, if that proposition as it stands goes through, PNR can spend about half a billion pounds on these capital projects without anyone being asked, other than the committee that's involved. It's going to make for some very interesting uh, future propositions, I suspect, or future projects, if that actually gets passed. And by, I, I, I had a look. I've been having a look at who are the biggest swingers within the states, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I, I mean, I just had, a, I just sort of, had, I did a, a brief analysis of of the uh, sort of first four or five votes, and according to my theory, uh, David Delisle and Lester Carapel are the biggest swingers in the states. So, uh, you know, potentially they're, they're going to be the people that get invited to the most barbecues on the, over the summer and they're on everyone's Christmas list. But it's, it's quite interesting when you look. I mean, Heidi Soulsby, Al Breward and Jonathan Atok, they will often support the uh, establishment, yep. even though they're sort of on the... Uh, well, they're members of the Guernsey Partnership of Independence. But often, the va- you know, the Van Party and... Mm. Um, the Guernsey party, very often they stuck together. Uh, uh, Liam McKenna uh, sometimes crosses over to the other side. Uh, John Gollop, he's someone I'm never quite sure how he's going to vote. Mark Leadbeater, sometimes I'm not sure about him. But yeah, David Delisle and, and Lester Carapel are the biggest swingers. And we've got education tomorrow. Well, we're going to wrap up the government work plan. Yes. And then it's education, Will isn't we it? finish education? There has already been talk of perhaps having another meeting yeah. next week. Yeah, and also whispers that uh, re- the review is back on the table and is, and is gaining support those were some whispers oh I heard on the, on the steps. So, It'll but be well, another long day tomorrow. It's another I long day. All right, mm. we better get home to bed. All right, so you can... <laughs> inseparable ones. <laughs> All right, so uh, you can read uh, our coverage in Friday's paper and uh, we'll be back tomorrow evening at about the same time with another Six Minute States.